Hello and welcome to another episode of Unstuck with Hypnopunk Transformation with Edge. This is podcast number 12. So thank you for all of your feedback. Thank you for all of your reviews on iTunes. Please keep doing that because that makes me want to do more of these shows. I like your feedback. I like ideas for future shows, future topics in the realm of transformation that you would like to have covered. So please keep doing that. It's very much appreciated and it keeps motivating me to put out this content for free for you out there. So today's episode, ladies and jerks, is emotions, these things called emotions, what they're all about and uh, how they run our lives. And we're going to actually work more on specifically negative emotions today, because if you've got a bunch of positive emotions, you're doing all right. So um, (laughs) great, amazing. But we're going to talk about those negative emotions today, those ones that prevent you from feeling the way you want to feel, preventing you from doing the things you want to do, preventing you from being who you want to be. And there's only really four. There's four negative emotions. They're anger. And there's many different forms of anger. It could be frustration, annoyance, peeved for American friends, uh, and many, many more. But they all, all, all come from anger. And the next one is sadness. Sadness could be depression, feeling a bit low, feeling a bit down. They all come from the sadness family. Then we've got fear. Fear can be being scared of something, anxiety about something, um, apprehensive about something. That's all fear. And then we've got guilt. We're going to put shame under guilt as well. The only really difference between guilt and shame is guilt tends to be something that we feel felt that we've done wrong to others, and shame tends to be uh, how we feel that we have wronged ourselves. But going to put that under the guilt family. Every other negative emotion will be in some shape or form linked to one of those four. And once they are cleared from your system, you will not no longer have a backlog of. Um, however old you are for me, 38 years of inappropriate anger, inappropriate sadness, inappropriate fear, or inappropriate guilt slash shame. Now, all emotions are are useful on some level. And when we talk about clearing these emotions, it doesn't mean that you won't be able to feel them in the future. In fact, if if I had the ability with a magic wand that I don't, um, to make all these emotions disappear from your life, I'd be doing you a huge disservice because I'd uh, be taking away from you some of the colour from your life on some level. Because sometimes, yeah, it's appropriate to be angry. Sometimes. And a lot of times it's appropriate not to be angry. Sometimes it's appropriate to be sad. Perhaps you've lost someone that you love. They've passed away. It's appropriate to be sad, to grieve for a little bit, but not for the rest of your fucking life. Sometimes it's appropriate to feel fear. If you've got an Alsatian dog running after you, a pit bull, and it's about to bite off your wiener, um, perhaps it's appropriate to be a bit fearful to get the hell out of there. But not every moment of your life. Um, Guilt and shame, I don't know if it is um, necessarily appropriate to be feeling them. Hence, guilt sometimes is that inbuilt inner compass that lets us know, yeah, we are a real human being. We're not a sociopath or a psychopath. We do feel guilt because we felt we've wronged someone or shame that we've wronged ourselves on some level. So maybe maybe in that way, it's a finger pointing back to let us know, hey, I'm a human being. I felt that I've wronged someone. Okay, I'm probably a decent person who just made a mistake. The only problem is, is we don't respond to situations in our life with 
most of the time with the appropriate amount of anger for that specific situation or the appropriate amount of sadness for that specific one situation or the appropriate amount of fear for that specific situation or the appropriate amount of guilt for that specific situation because we've got these things in our mind called gestalts if you imagine your whole life there's like a string and every time you encounter anger it's like a pearl being threaded onto that string so let's say you're like 38 like me and you've accumulated a lot of pearls a lot of pearls of anger over the years big anger little anger frustration annoyance and full-blown rage so you might have a necklace right there filled with all these beads and some of them you've got really really good reasons for them however everything that happens to us that we respond in an angry way unless we've done a lot of work in releasing ourselves we're probably not responding to that specific particular piece of information that particular event that's going on with the appropriate amount of anger for us because we're appropriating we're um, interacting with it with all the anger of that necklace of anger that we've accumulated all of those years so we're going to overreact we're going to over catastrophize the situation all these emotions are useful on some level Hence, most of us, though, again, we don't go into that situation dealing with the specific anger that we're experiencing for that one particular thing. No, it's a backlog of anger that we've accumulated that we haven't resolved throughout the many, many years. It's kind of like a computer. Your computer um, has the things called cookies or a cachet tray. They ask you to clear out um, every few months or every few, few weeks because if you don't, it gets a backlog and it slows down your computer and makes it very, very buggy. So we're talking about releasing those emotions is just actually releasing that stuff from your head top computer, if you will, defragging your head top computer so you can respond with the appropriate amount of whatever that insert the emotion is right there. And you'd be amazed that the intensity starts to drop quite radically when you're dealing with a situation for what it is with the appropriate amount of that emotion and not a gestalt, a pearl necklace, if you will, of many, many years, a lifetime of accumulated anger, sadness, fear, guilt or shame. See, the thing is, it's all about releasing those things, defragging your system. So when it comes down to anger, anger's been linked to coronary heart disease, to heart attacks out there it actually does have a physical correlation to your health if you're carrying around a lot of anger in your system you're probably also releasing a lot of adrenaline and adrenaline can be very useful at times yet when you're just sitting at home ruminating about that person who gave you the evil eye the stink eye or the crook eye or that person who didn't call you back and you're playing that movie inside your head your body starts to release adrenaline which gives you that fight flight or freeze and you've got no way of really dispersing it because you're sitting in your couch or sitting on the toilet ruminating over it. It's not like back into evolution where you'd have that adrenaline would come because there'd be a lion or a tiger that would be coming after you. So it'd be appropriate to have that adrenaline so you got the hell out of there. Or you could fight that tiger, lion or bear with everything that you had to try and give you a semblance of chance of survival. The amount of anger that most of us carry around is completely inappropriate. We are not responding to the issue. The map is not the territory. We're bringing that backlog, that rucksack of stones of accumulated anger, and we're bringing that into a situation. We've all heard the story of road rage. I remember growing up hearing the story of Jack Nicholson. Um, he was driving, he got out of his car, and he picked up a, 
a golf club, I guess, that he had in the back of his car. And he started to smash up the guy's car in front of him because the guy, I think, had just cut him off. Um, do you think that that was the appropriate, perhaps appropriate amount of rage for that situation? Or do you think Mr. Jack Nicholson, love him to death, but do you think that maybe he had a backlog of unresolved anger that had he dealt with it, had he let go of it, perhaps wouldn't have reacted with quite the intensity? And I'm sure you've never overreacted to things in your life in an angry way. Nothing wrong with the emotion. It's not that it's bad. It's not that it's good. It's useful. It's just not useful to keep in your system for too long because it's going to hurt you physically. It's going to hurt you mentally as well. Next one is sadness. Appropriate to have sadness sometimes, you know. Um, perhaps you're grieving for somebody. Perhaps there's been a big loss in your life on, on some level of a job, a, a partnership, whatever. It, it's appropriate sometimes to feel sadness in, in all its guises. You're a human being. You're allowed to feel a kaleidoscope of emotions. But when it comes down to sadness, an example is grief. Say you've lost somebody, somebody you love dearly has passed away. It's appropriate. It's appropriate to grieve them. It's appropriate to be sad for a little bit. But should you be sad for the rest of your life, every moment of every day because that person's gone? No, that's not appropriate. It's going to destroy your life. And I'm sure that person who passed away that was dear to you wouldn't want that for you either. So it's about appropriateness to the appropriate situation imagine you had the ability to clear out to defrag to unpearl that necklace if you will of all of those times of all that emotional intensity so you could react to a situation for what that situation was at that particular day at that particular time and then you let it go because uh, there's a great quote that is real wisdom is about having the memory but releasing the emotion that's real wisdom. So you have the lesson, you have the learning. And once you get the lesson, once you get the learning from the emotion, you don't have to keep re-experiencing it at the same intensity. That's like the metaphor I like to use. Whatever these emotions, we've gone over anger on sadness now. You've got that necklace and all those little beads, those pearls are coming out. And other times you've been sad, saddened in some shape, some form, grieving, depressed, depressing yourself, if you will. And it's really about coming by and just taking out, not just taking out the pearls, because that takes forever. There's forms of therapy, psychotherapy, where you'll be going forever about everything that ever made you sad from the moment you was in your mum's womb until um, session number 227 and you still feel like shit. No, it takes too much time. There's, 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 there's transformational technologies like hypnosis out there, to name but a few, where you can go in and literally pull out that thread that's holding all those necklaces together so all those beads all those rotten pearls just disappear and you can start again with the appropriate amount of the emotion for that time depression's been uh, there's a strong correlation with depression and depressing your immune system um, having a weakened immune system and different forms of cancer when when people have done studies on it so it actually affects you physically as well when you keep depressing yourself um, the next one up is fear. Well, well, fear, fear, being scared, anxiety, they're all forms of um, fear. And fear is, um, is quite an interesting one, actually. Fear is the one that um, is absolutely not grounded in reality. There could be an argument that none of them are grounded in reality. Um, but there was some evidence in the past that uh, caused you to perhaps, perhaps feel a certain way. But the thing about fear is fear is false evidence appearing real or fuck everything and run is another popular accurate um, acronym um, from the from the streets of North London where I grew up. And um, fear is an interesting one. Fear 
anxiety, being scared. What that is, is always based in the future. You can't feel fear for something that's happening in the moment. I'll give you an example of this. If you are scared of the deep blue ocean, all right, and I push you into the deep blue ocean because you didn't pay me on time or you're a jerk, you're no longer scared of the deep blue ocean because your body, your amygdala, you're the part that's responsible for fight or flight and adrenaline, your unconscious mind, if you will, is channeling all your blood, all your resources, not wasting a single drop of blood, a single resource, a single thought, a single emotion on any of that. It's just fighting to keep your head above water so you don't drown. The very fact that you're fearing, that you have fear, that you have anxiety means one thing and one thing only. The thing that you fear, the thing that you're anxious about, the thing that you're scared about is not currently happening at this second in this particular moment it might happen a minute from now it might happen a day from now a month from now a year from now who knows but it isn't happening now another example is you're scared of falling off a rock and you're a rock climber you're climbing up the wall the very fact that you're scared of falling means you're not falling it means you're projecting something into the future because you see if you were falling in those split seconds it would take you to reach the bottom of whatever you're falling down. You're not scared anymore because all you're thinking about is fucking surviving. Grabbing hold of a rock face. Again, your body is distributing blood and uh, analgesia around your body that when you do bang hit that ground it causes the least amount of damage possible. Not a single second, not a single thought, not a single movement is wasted in that moment because you're unconscious or your amygdala takes control now you might feel fear you might feel pain when you go slap like a pancake down the bottom of that mounting you might feel pain after but the fear means the thing either happened or most of the time hasn't happened yet it's not currently happening so all anxiety is everyone again another part of the family of fear all anxiety is this everyone does anxiety the same Everyone in the world, you know, I've over 5,000 clients. Should I tell you how people do anxiety? Here we go. And they do it in a split second quicker than that. But I'm going to break it down for you. Here we go. Here's how they do anxiety. You go out to the future to an event that hasn't happened yet because it can't because it's the future. You imagine going out to the end of the event. Imagine the event going wrong and getting all those brain chemicals inside of you like cortisol, like adrenaline, fight, flight or freeze. Pollute that into your mind now and into your body. Then come back to now and to this present moment polluted by all those chemicals that make you feel shitty and in a way program your unconscious mind like a compass to make that happen because you've already mentally rehearsed it. Think about how many times you've mentally rehearsed the thing you're scared of, the thing you're anxious about. You make it more likely to happen by rehearsing it over and over again. You get what you focus on. The very fact, once again, that you're feeling fear means the very thing that you're fearing is not currently happening. That's all it's telling you, and it can be released. It's appropriate at times, like I said. You're, you're, you're walking down the street and uh, someone chases you with a knife. It's appropriate to feel fear, but the fear quickly subsides to fight or flight. Adrenaline was going in your body where you run, you freeze. That's generally not a good idea. Or you fight to save your life. It's appropriate at times. Your unconscious mind knows what to do. Your amygdala knows what to do. Hence, you could be sitting there right now and you hear a bang and your amygdala fires off. And then your amygdala shuts back down again because it realised I was just being a jerk and I made a loud sound and clapped my hands. 
as you go on about your day or you're about to cross over and you're not going to jaywalk over a road you're going to cross at the zebra crossing and as you're crossing there's a naughty motorist who just as quickly zips past you around the corner and suddenly you feel yourself jump backwards you didn't think about jumping backwards you weren't thinking about jumping backwards five minutes before it just happened because your amygdala your unconscious mind if you will knew it's number one job is to keep you safe to pull you out fight flight or freeze and you didn't freeze in that moment you ran if you will or you jumped backwards same family your body knows how to keep you safe it's not a thought it's not an emotion it's a gut feeling that you have so you can listen to your head and you can intellectualize things to your blue in the face doesn't make them necessarily disappear you can run by your heart and emotions and again that's still not necessarily the whole story but when you truly look and listen to your gut when you truly listen to your gut it does not steer you wrong the other emotion the other negative emotion in this um quad if you will um in this foursome would be guilt and shame and again like i said guilt is something you feel that you've wronged someone else shame is in a way that you felt that you've perhaps wronged yourself they're kind of both useless but only in one way could they be remotely useful and that is oftentimes a sociopath or a psychopath someone who engages in the dark triad will not feel guilt will not feel shame and if you do feel guilt or shame it means it's a in some way you're a human being in some way you feel you wronged someone or, or yourself and you don't feel so good about it and if you um, self-correct having that knowledge then it's very very useful but if you just use it to beat yourself up um, then stop fucking torturing yourself now guilt is oh, I felt that you know I didn't give to that homeless man or I didn't call my mum on Mother's Day or I got into an argument with my boyfriend or a girlfriend or shame is oh, oh I was feeling really bad today so I ate all that chocolate now I feel shameful or I jerked off to that porn oh, I just feel dirty about it but not in a good way oh you know what I went whatever it is is say it from the same family and when you just take things for what they are you realize the map is not the territory when you have that pearl necklace if you will and that sounds a bit rude but not that type of pearl necklace a pearl kind of necklace that resembles shame or guilt a metaphor for any of these emotions you don't have to go back to every moment every time you ever felt guilt or ever felt shame you can actually take out that thread that holds all those necklaces all those necklaces aside, you can take them out, all those pearls, to a point where all those pearls just dissipate on the floor and that structure of that problem disappears. So to summarise today, all emotions, all emotions are useful, okay? Whether they be anger, sadness, fear, to a lesser extent guilt. But it's not useful when you respond to however old you are with 38 some odd years my age of anger or sadness or fear, guilt or shame that's not appropriate so having the ability to defrag your mind as you defrag your computer to uh, get rid of the cache tray to delete the cache tray or the cookie tray in your computer not in your oven or your refrigerator it helps you to respond to things appropriately to change the intensity about how things affect you in the world and you probably want to do a technique to do this regularly in hypnosis there's many techniques or neuro-linguistic programming that I do with my client so you wouldn't take the trash out 
once right and say and then a couple of days later like oh my god there's more trash i thought because i took out the trash once i'd never had trash again that's no, not realistic you can have trash every day and this is a form of head trash but there's techniques and things that you can do where you can literally very very quickly very very rapidly take out the trash in your mind every single day so you can respond appropriately to the appropriate situation to the appropriate person to the appropriate event in the appropriate way and if it's appropriate to feel anger you can be angry about that one thing but not have that backlog of anger where it becomes dangerous, where it becomes silly, where it just becomes too much. Imagine you could live in a world where you responded to things with the appropriate amount of level automatically because your backlog of all that negativity was gone. And that's oftentimes the foundation of why I do change work with people is they might come in and they might be a smoker, but we release all their past anger, all their past sadness, all their past fear, all their past guilt and shame and it kind of kicks out the four legs of a chair if you will so that original problem that they came for whether it be smoking whether it be some kind of deep trauma or physical thing it can't stand up so to speak excuse the pun on its own anymore because the table is no longer there and once those emotions the inappropriate emotions are pulled out like weeds your garden becomes a lot more beautiful happy place for you to plant seeds of the future for a more compelling life I've been Luke Michael Howard, a.k.a. Hypnopunk. This has been podcast number 12, all about emotions. Um, and what I'm doing at this current moment is everyone who leaves me a five-star review on iTunes, if you email me, email will be underneath this link to this podcast. It will be mal at lukenosis.com, mal, M-A-I-L, at lukenosis, L-U-K-E, nos.com and you email me that you did that let me know then i'll offer you a free 30 minute power session over skype with me where we can talk about something that's been keeping you stuck your whole life and some very very implementable skills and strategies you can use to overcome that for free just because you took the time to listen to my show to be a part of it and to review it and help us grow tell your friends tell your family about this show it's not your it's not the usual cocoa or hot chocolate or necessarily warm hug that you'll get from Oprah. It's a loving slap, bitch slap to your face to slap you back in reality to allow you to know whatever you think that's keeping you stuck, you can become unstuck. Always believe. <laughs>